Hi, this is Apostle Guillermo Maldonado. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I pray that this message empowers you in your walk with God and in your purpose. Enjoy. So I want you to go to the Bible. And this morning, uh, go to the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 28. And I'm going to be talking to you about the end time revival. That's the topic. This is the theme this morning. If you ask me, what are you transitioning in? Where we are transitioning to this end time revival. What revival look like? There's some questions that people ask. And this is the language that you will hear among Christians today. Revival, revival. But do we understand really what revival is? As we enter in this new decade, we're about to see the greatest outpouring of the Holy Spirit that this earth has ever seen. Joel 2.28, and it shall come to pass after that, that I will pour out of my spirit upon the flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, the old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, keep, keep, keep going. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids. In those days, I will pour out my spirit. Say with me, those days. Keep going. And then he said, I will show wonders in the heaven and the earth. Blood and fire and pillars of smoke. And the sun shall be turned into darkness. And the moon into blood. Before the great and the terrible day of the Lord. I'm talking about the coming of the Lord. I want you to see verse 32. Verse 32. And then you see. Um, and you shall come to pass that whosoever shall come upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered, shall be saved. For the mountain of Zion. In other words, you see all this outpouring of the Spirit. The end of this outpouring is the harvest of souls shout with me souls come on shout it so we see the it's end time revival in joel 2 23 we will see the former rain the rain represent the outpouring of the holy spirit so we will see the former rain and the latter rain together joel 2 23 and then rejoice he has given you the early rain. How? How he, he gave us the early rain. Read it. Moderately. And he will cause to come down for you to rain. Early rain and latter rain. Can you lift your hands and say early rain and latter rain? Can you say it louder? Okay, like you, you awake. Come on, come on, one, two, go. Say early so rain, what rain does in the natural, rain prepares the soil for the harvest. Prepare the soil for the seed to uh, grow. Prepare the soil. So we have seen the former move of the Spirit so far after the book of Pentecost. But this is something powerful I want to I let you know. So we are about to see one of the greatest revival in the history of the earth. Can you believe in that? So in this end time outpouring of the Holy Spirit, we will see a spiritual awakening in the church 
will cause a harvest of souls. Can I hear an amen on that? So we just read it. Everybody that, click, that cry out the name of Jesus will be saved. So in this end time revival, we will see multitudes of people, masses of people come to the Lord. So these are the days the prophet Joel said. He said, in those days, say with me, in those days. So meaning in the days that we live in. in. So for the last 25 years, so the question, there's some question that I want to ask, for example, what is a revival? What is revival? Number two, what revival comes from? Number three, what, why revivals in the past died? Number four, what are the effects of revival? Number five, what are the conditions to see the church revive today? Number five, how can, can we provoke a revival? A revival is some, something sovereign or is something that will can provoke it? Is revival part of the end time agenda of God? And lastly, when we see revival, okay, what it, how revival look like? How a church or a person revive look like? So there's so many questions I like to ask, I like to answer. And, but before I can tell you that, when the Lord called me into the ministry, the Lord gave me an assignment. And when the Lord um, appeared to me and he spoke to me and the Lord said, um, I called you to bring my supernatural power to this generation. For the last 25 years, that's what I've been doing. Bringing the supernatural power, activating thousands and millions of people, millions seeing so many things so as we started the ministry uh, we not looking for revival since the beginning we saw revival and as a matter of fact our ministry our church began in revival and instead of seeing it decrease we have seen revival increase can i hear an amen on that so we have seen so many things in this revival and I can tell you we have seen millions of people saved we have seen thousands upon thousands of miracles healings signs and wonders we have seen it in 70 countries we have seen disciples being made trained equipped activated for the work of Jesus we have seen um, so many things in Jesus in this revival 25 years ago and every decade we have seen that increase now we are about to see the latter reign of this house we are about to see a powerful can I hear an amen on that so we are about to see this end time revival like I said as a ministry we already been seeing it how a church revival look like and we're gonna get into a minute First, let's first, before I explain to you and I teach you what revival look like, let's, let's see the condition of the church. Why do we need a revival in the church today? Why? Why do we need it? And I want you to write this down, please. The loss of revival in the church has caused church to be in a bad state. So the church need desperately a revival say revival so the church has been westernized in the name of being civilized 
the church of Jesus Christ is no longer spiritualized. So the church has conformed to organizations, not to the Lord. The church structure is set to train to question the supernatural. In other words, the majority of the Bible schools are taught to deny the supernatural. The church think that the supernatural is not needed, is something of the past, and is rejected. In some denominations, the supernatural is something mystical, suspicious, magic, because Hollywood has painted as fiction. I wish I can hear an amen on the people. So the condition of the church globally in USA, Europe, Asia, Africa, I've been in 70 countries, and I tell you exactly, there's no revival in the church now. There's some pockets, even in the United States, of people in revive. The church that are revived. Because for some people, revival is dancing. Oh, I'm revived because I'm dancing. That has nothing to do with revival. This part of it, that you happy, that you have a, have a lot of joy. So as, as we see the condition globally, we see that the church is, is in a spiritual stagnation. Uh, the church is sleepy, passive, uncommitted, lukewarm. And the majority of denominations, the anti-power. Please don't turn the TV off. In other words, the anti-Holy Spirit. When they come to the church, they don't expect the move of the Spirit. They don't expect the Holy Spirit to move. So they are conformed to programs of men. In some churches, the absence of the power and the presence is normal. I need help this morning. When somebody comes to with power, they see a per that person as suspicious. As a false prophet or false apostle. Because they say they're not from God. So the majority of the churches don't see the necessity of the Holy Spirit. That is why they're looking for options. You see so many options. In the church today you see a lot of replacements. Entertainment has replaced worship. You see uh, optimism. Message of um, optimism motivational messages have replaced the revelation so optimism has replaced faith so some preachers are filled of theory and they don't know the spirit they teach about God but they don't know God so and they teach the doctrine of excuses why miracles don't happen today I think I'm going to go to 11 o'clock service. People are more awake there. Come on, say amen, somebody. So the needs of the people are pacified because there's no power to supply them. Can I hear amen in that? In other words, if somebody come with cancer, what are you going to do? Somebody come depressed. Somebody come in deep depression. You're going to tell them to go to the psychiatrist and psychologist? Or you got the power to deliver those people? We have seen thousands of people being delivered, millions of people, thousands of being delivered, depression, sickness, illnesses, all kinds of illnesses. So one of the reasons the church needs to revive, and I want you to write it down, 
is because the church is a sleeping and the church need to be revived again. Ephesians chapter um, 5 verse 14. I want you to go in that verse. Ephesians chapter 5 verse, verse 14. Therefore he said, awake. Say with me, awake. Can we sing it? Awake. That you sleep. Those that are asleep, awake. So in other words, that's the condition of the church today. They're very, they were, they're sleeping. The church is a sleeping. Can I hear an amen on that? So when we see the condition of the church, of the church, we see the great need, desperate need of a revival. To come to church and revive the church again. Okay, now let, let's understand this. Um, why the church now lost revival? Because if we see it in the book of Acts, why is it that the church lost revival? I want you to see something. What is revival? I want you to write it down. The revival simply means to bring back to life. To bring back to life. When something dies or when some, something died, revival is anything that the church had and lost. I'm going to say it again. Revival is to, to bring something or somebody back to life if you need to bring back to life it's because you were dead you were dry you were sleepy so if it's something needs to bring back to life and the church needs it now the church isn't a respirator now the church needed can i hear an amen on that people so revival is to bring back life. So the Holy Spirit now is bringing ministries, churches, and ministerial gifts to life. Is breathing life. Lift your hands and say, God bring life. Breathe life. Those that are watching by the internet, bring life into the church. They think they are, they are alive. They think they are awake. That's what they think. But the church, in what we see in the Bible, this is something powerful. And I want you to see some this. The reason revival will cause an awakening. In other words, when the church is revived, that revival precedes that spiritual awakening in the hearts of the people. Did you hear me very well? So an awakening is becoming to the church because the church is asleep. And there are two reasons why the church now is in the condition that it is. Number one, I want you to write it down. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 29 to 30. And this is what the Bible says. The number one reason is we have not discerned the body of Christ. And that is so simple to say. What do you mean? Okay. For this cause, many are weak. Come on, read it with me. One, two, go. Sickly among you and many. Can you lift your hands and read it with me again? One, two, three, go. Help me. Many are weak and sickly and among what? Among and many are sleep. What do you mean sleep? Why they sleep? Discern the body. The word discern means to identify, to recognize, and to receive 
meaning that the church has not recognized the two ministries that carry there are they, those two ministries are the forerunners of revival the apostles and prophets if we don't have apostles in the church if we don't discern them if we don't recognize them if we don't identify them the church will be asleep because they are the voices to say to the church wake up <laughs> in other words apostles are the gifts that sound the alarm to wake up the church can you put your hand together come on come on come on in other words apostles are the, the the sound they sound we sound the alarm to wake up the church but if the church doesn't recognize them we ignore them even we criticize them what is going to happen is that the, 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 they sound the alarm so we're not going to be able to see if you go to a normal pastoral church you think you you alive and you dead because you never you don't know what revival look like what is your life revive look like only an apostle can tell you apostles and prophets can tell you exactly what is your spiritual condition can i hear an amen on that so because they're forerunners of revival so those gifts are not the church are not in the church today they're unrecognized and listen so powerful And if you are asleep spiritually, you can't, you can even miss the rapture. Because the spiritual sleep, sleepness is very dangerous. Like Israel did not recognize the time of their visitation. The, the five virgins, they were sleeping. So this is very, very, very important. So in the end time, apostles will sound the alarm to the church to wake up the church and say church wake up wake up wake up put your hand together Haggai chapter 1 verse 14 come on put your hand together so the church right now those that are watching by the internet so apostles and prophets that one of the reason we see the church in the condition spiritual condition that it is now is because we have rejected we have not identified we have not discerned the body in other words we say we don't need apostles today we don't need the prophets and you are cutting the ministries that are, will wake you up for re revival in other words he said and at the end he said and stir up the spirit Jerubabel. in other words you see the prophets in the Old Testament stirring up waking up the people let, let me continue let me continue so what, what what are you saying so revival died now first say with me first we have not discerned the body number two the church today the church today they have rejected the modern days apostles and prophets And, and if you don't have apostles and prophets in a ministry, you will have a, a dead church dry. Because those are forerunners. We are the forerunners to tell the church it's time. You need to wake up. Well, I need to sound the alarm today. Where's the time? 
Okay, can I hear an amen on that? So now we, let's go to the book of Hosea chapter 6 verse 1. Revival simply means to bring back to life something that was dead. Listen to, this is so powerful. What the church had and lost. Verse 6, 1, verse and 2. And then he said, verse 2. In two days, after two days, he revived us. And on the third day, he will raise us up. In other words, he's saying, there's a revival everywhere. But this is so powerful. Revival is what the church had and lost. Can I hear a man on that? So, in other words, what is what would the church had in the book of Acts? What do we see in the book of Acts? We see a move of the Spirit. We see miracles, signs, and wonders. We see, we see <laughs> the raising of the dead. We see the removing of, of, of the principalities and powers. We don't see in the book of Acts counseling. We see casting out demons. So, what church had? The church had every day someone they were being added into the church. They were being people being saved, being changed and transformed. Can I hear amen on that? Psalms 85.6 So the church lost the life. So revival come to restore that life. Things that are dead. Faith, relationship with God, love, the love of God. There's dry and dead. Revival comes for that. You will revive us again. Lift your hands and say, God, revive me again. Can you say it louder, please? Say, revive, revive me again. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 2. In other words, we see what the church had and lost. Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 2 and 2. Oh, Lord, I heard the speech. And he was afraid, oh, Lord. Revive thy work in the midst of the years. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Revive. So we see this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1, verse 1 through 4. I want you to see revival. We see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. 1.0. And now, in the end time revival, you will see 2.0. In here, no, you, you got my verses, remember? 2, 1. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. And then you, you, you will see something so powerful here. And when the, the day of Pentecost fully come, the day of Pentecost began with the feast of Pentecost. There will one accord in one place, verse 2. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. That was 1.0. That was not a revival. Because the church was already revived. The church was birthed in revival. The church was already revived. We need to be revived. So in that 
1.0, you see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The word outpouring means sudden and explosion, explosive gushings. When the Holy Spirit is being poured out, the word outpouring means gushings. Say it with me, gushings. Come on, say it louder. Come on, help me. Gushing. Every the nature of gushings is explosive, is sudden. In other words, we're not gonna get a move of the Holy Spirit like you know, like being passive. The Holy Spirit will break out. So we will see gushing. Say with me, gushing. So we see a mighty rushing wind of the Holy Spirit, and they will fill the house with the Holy Spirit. Verse three. Let's go. Come on, quickly. And they appear unto them what? Tongues, fire, tongues of fire. Say tongues of fire. And they were sat upon them. Verse four. Come on. And then he said they will fill the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak another tongue. And the Spirit gave them utterance. So what do you see here? You see, this is outpouring. It's not revival. This is outpouring. Say outpouring. There's a difference between outpouring and revival. And I want you to write it down. Outpouring is not revival. Outpouring is come from the external. Revival comes from the inside. Revival comes upon. So the Holy Spirit came upon. The Holy Spirit came upon them. Now in this revival, revival starts with the heart. A person is revived when your heart is revived. If your heart is not revived, you're not in revival. Your personal revival begins with your heart. Begins changing your heart. Can I hear an amen? Touch your neighbor and tell him revival is about to hit you. So revival is about to hit you. This is so powerful. Can I hear an amen on people? So now I want you to see something very powerful. So we see revival 1.0. No, we see an outpouring. Now, in the, in the beginning, that was the beginning of the outpouring in the book of Acts. Now, in the end time, and the prophet Joel says, in the last days. Say with me, the last days. You will see another outpouring, but this outpouring will cause this revival. Can I hear an amen, people? So you see the difference. So you see this revival, the churches bring back to life. So, and this is the question again, how a church revived look like? I want you to write it down. This is so powerful, and I'm going to go very quickly. What you saw in an outpouring 1.0, and now what you're going to see in the, in the revival 2.0. And all, listen, you will see city totally transformed. Cities, countries, even continent, totally transformed. Two, you will see they evangelize the world of that time in years. They didn't have no social media. They didn't have no radio. They didn't have no television, but they got the power. They evangelized the whole world in that time. Three, you will see demon powers being removed. 
how a revival looks like. Demon powers coming out of people. Deliverance. You will see massive deliverance. Oh, hallelujah. Is anybody ready here? Touch your neighbor and tell him, I am ready. Number four, the church and revival. Write it down. The church and revival is this. It's a church that is restored in your relationship with God. In other words, you are in revival when you are hot in your relationship with God. You are a picante. You are hot. Meaning that you talk to God every day. You are alive every day. You hear the voice of God. Your relationship with God. That is a person in revival. Let me go on the other side. I help me please. Church, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Say quickly. So, revival empowers. What, what do you see revival look like? Revival empowers the believers for the harvest of souls. In other words, you will see in this anti-rival, every believer being, I mean, saturated and powered for the harvest of souls. We have misused the purpose of revival. We think it's just to be in the church doing nothing, warming benches. It's not for that. When revival hits, it's for you to be mobilized to win souls for Jesus Christ. We see we're going to see the fullness of the power of the resurrection. Oh, Jesus. Can I hear an amen, people? So what else do you see in a church that is revived? Prayer, fasting, worship, prayer, fasting, worship, prayer, fasting, worship, continue, prayer, fasting, worship, prayer, fasting, worship. You see a church that is revived. It's, you will see the evidence that the church is revived. You will see it in their prayer life. If you're bored to talk to God 30 minutes, you're not revived. You need revival. Let me keep going. And this is lastly, when a revival hits, Acts chapter 17, verse 6. When revival hits, this is what is going to happen. It happened in the 1.0. Now it will happen in 2.0. Acts 17, 6. Come on. This is so powerful. The church was revived. The church was growing in the book of Acts. Miracles, signs, wonders, deliverance, transformation of the heart, the worship, prayer, communion. I wish I can hear an amen. So all this was happening in Acts chapter 17. And this is what the people thought, the world in that time. And when they found them not, they dragged Jason and certain brethren into the rulers of the city crying. And this is what they say. These these who are these the apostles the evangelists the believers of that time <laughs> they have turned the world upside down can you put your hand together i wish you were more revived and give god applause stronger in other words in the revival 2.0, we are about to see the world outside, upside down. 
because God is raising you up. God is reviving you back for this end time revival. God is reviving your relationship with God. God is reviving your faith. God is reviving your love. God is reviving your first love. God is reviving your path. Oh, somebody has to shout. Tell him, revive me, Lord. Revive me, Lord. What do you need? You need to be hungry. You need to be revived. Oh, hallelujah. What do you look like? What does it look like? I know the spirit. Is that the supernatural is normal in the church of this there's there's revive. Let me go because there, there's so many. I'm gonna talk to those that are watching by the internet. Some of you here, yeah, Lord, yeah, yeah, but also, but you know you have to be very careful. Be careful what? I want revival. I want the 2.0. How many of you want that 2.0? You want it, you want it, you want it. Somebody want the 2.0? You want miracles, signs, and wonders. You want principalities and powers to be removed. Do you want that? That is revival. If nothing is that is happening, how is your relationship with God? God restoring you back into your relationship with God. You are walking with God. You are alive in your prayer life. You, you're something. Oh, your heart is changed, transformed. You come to the services not like, like somebody that, oh my God. No, you come and say, God, revive. Touch your neighbor, tell him, revive. Jesus a big shout. Come on, give it Jesus a big shout. Very quickly, I'm finishing. When this 2.0 will start, 
as a ministry, as a church, I've seen revival for 30 years. What I just described to you, I've seen nations being impacted. Like this one in, in Taiwan. Nations. Africa. I can tell you so many things. Being impacted. Look at that. Look, 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 Taiwan. Can you put it up? Can you put it up? The church of Taiwan. If we do those spiritual, continual sacrifices, we're going to have a move of God in our midst. How many of you want to see that? The Spirit of God. Well, you've been seeing it. There will be. Because there's so many pastors saying, oh, we want to see a revival. We've been in revival. The thing is, we haven't seen the 2.0. We've been in revival as a church. We, it's, it's, it's lifestyle to us to see miracles here in the church. To see healing, transformation, changing the God. How, how many of you, your heart has been changed? The moment you hit this building, you touch this building, your heart was changed. I want to see your hands. The, the one, two, three, the rest of them don't. Come on, say amen, somebody. So because something happened, see those people being touched. Just put it up. After spending three days at the conference, I felt completely brand new. In the past, I didn't truly believe in who God was. But today, I have no doubt because I witnessed that everyone here is able to perform God's miracles. I hereby shout and declare to oh, everyone all of the corners of the world that God's power is here in Taiwan. And we will worship God and honor His name. I have become more determined. My mind is a prayer. Revival is happening. Okay, put your hand together. Bless Thank you, Lord. That applause sound like you're still in 1.0. Okay, the question is when? How many of you feel in the atmosphere? Winds of revival. How many of you feel the breath? 2.0. God is breathing. God is releasing his breath. Oh, Jesus. I feel it. I feel it. This is about Prophet Glenda had a visitation one of these days. And she said, in that visitation, the Lord came to speak to her. And the Lord said to her, the Lord gave her a vision. The Lord has spoken to me many times about this revival, the 2.0. And then the many prophets and apostles have prophesied in this house. But Prophet Glenda just had it two weeks ago. And she said, she saw a little baby. There was an angel carrying that baby. And the Lord said, I want you to pray for that baby to come to the earth. And she said, what is that baby? Lord, what, what is it? What represents it? The Lord said, that baby is the revival. The end time revival. So you must pray. So tomorrow in the class, I will teach you how to pray to birth that baby. 
So, like I said, we've been in revival 1.0. How many of you have seen a miracle in your life? How many of you got used you to do a miracle healing in your life? How many have been transformed? How many have been changed? Can I hear an amen? Well, the whole church. There's a whole movement. It's not just the local church. It's the whole movement. Um, 450 churches around the world. I don't do the miracles only. There's a lot of my people. Every believer in this house cast out demons, heal the sick. That's revival. But when is going to start? And I want you to write it down, please. This is so powerful. This end time revival, you will start immediately after the end time global shaking. Haggai chapter 2 verse 6 and 9. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. And all things are displaced. And, and all shaking things are displaced. Things are not where they are usually. People are disoriented. People are anxious because of the shaking. In this pandemic, we have seen part of the beginning of the shaking. Solar system is shaken. The moon, the stars, science is shaken. The elements, institutions, churches, ministries, individual families, businesses, government, nations, material structures are shaken. And listen. Write this down. In the shaking, God will introduce the Holy Spirit in a greater way than when the church began. Because people, and when people are shaken, in the shaking, people are anxious. People look for a way out. People are uh, in perplexities, meaning... There's no way out. They don't know what to do. And they don't know where to go. 9-11, we see the most. Most of the churches in America will packed. Because when there's crisis, man runs to God. So now there's a crisis in the world. And don't think this pandemic was the only one. There's more signs coming upon the earth. You will see stars shaking. You will see many things happening on the earth. And the Lord told me, this end time sign you shall saw. He said, there will be a temporal relief on the earth. But there's another one coming. So in this shaking, God is shaking the world. Not the devil. God is doing it. And he's allowing those things to happen. Because he wants men to see God how many of you went to the Lord and met the Lord when you had a crisis? I came to Jesus because I had a crisis. No, I know many of you are the good sinners. You never had a crisis. But I'm saying me. How many of you? Oh, my God. You, you look for God because you, you were desperate. People are looking for answers. And the church don't have the answer because they don't have the power. So we need to give them the answers. Those that are sick, those that are depressed, we need to give them answers. So in this shaking, God will introduce the Holy Spirit like never before. In the end time, the outpouring will start revival and empower harvesters, evangelists for the end time harvest. People are desperate, anxious, and people are because they're in shaking. And the Lord said to me, not all things will be revived. For that which God has judged 
will not bring them back according to the desires of the flesh. You don't want to be revived to go back to do the same thing. If you are revived, it's for you to consecrate and to separate yourself to look for God. There's many people, many churches that want to be revived to continue being seeker friendly. No, the Lord said, I will not revive all things. And I say, Lord, he said, we will see many things that will go on. You will see many preachers will go home. And the Lord said, the Lord said, I will do a new thing. Say a new thing. So he said, the purpose in this end time shaking, you are about to see the introduction of the 2.0 revival. So you will see because the end time shaking is what prepares the people to receive the Lord of the gospel. And I'm going to tell you something very powerful. They misuse the purpose of revival, which is to empower soul winners. Is to empower believers to win Jesus for Jesus. Can I hear an amen? So in this shaking precedes revival. And revival empowers to be a witness. And the Lord said this is to me. And I'm speaking to those that are watching by the internet. And those that are here. And I wish all my church would be here. I wish. Because the Lord said to me. He says, son. You are being revived. For the last time, for the end time. Sing it. Sing it. That brings the fear of God on me. I'm going to say it again. Just that statement brings the fear of God on me. The Lord said, son, he said, you, my church, is being revived. For the last time. In other words, if you don't take advantage of this revival, you're going to stay behind. And even you will miss the rapture. I know in America, don't want to hear that. <laughs> no, America, don't want to hear that. So the Lord said, I say, Lord, I want to be revived. And the Lord said, yes, you've been revived in the former reign. But in this new reign, in this latter reign, he said the condition for revival is repentance. Thank you for tuning in. If you were blessed by this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and share it with a friend. If you need prayer, we have a team ready to pray for you. Just call the number 305-382-3171. 305-382-3171. If you would like more content that empowers your faith, visit King Jesus TV. Again, King Jesus TV. I love you. God bless you.